Hi, welcome to today's episode of Epic Conversations. This podcast is a series of conversations about the issues related to parents and carers living with teenagers in crisis. I'm Madeline, one of the founding directors of Empowering Parents in Crisis, otherwise known as EPIC. And I'm Roberta. I'm a regular member of this amazing parent peer support group. EPIC understands that it's not always possible to get to a peer support meeting or a counselling session. And we want this podcast to be a source of information that parents and carers can tap into when they need it. EPIC acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today and pays respect to Elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening to this EPIC conversation. Today's podcast is addressing the topic of alcohol and other drugs. Most parents and carers are aware that drug use is an issue that affects teenagers in our community, but when they learn that their own teen is experimenting with drugs, they're often shocked and don't know what to do. We invited Vivian Lee, Drug and Alcohol Counsellor and Group Coordinator from Sydney Drug Education Counselling Centre, otherwise known as SDEC, to be part of this conversation. Vivian has many years of experience working with teens and parents affected by drug and alcohol use. Our conversation with Vivian today will address parental concerns relating to drug and alcohol use in young people and how parents and carers can best prepare to support their teen and empower themselves. Hi Vivian, thank you for joining us today. Vivian, one of your roles with SDEC is a drug and alcohol counsellor. Can you explain your role and who you support, please? Definitely. Um, I support young people between the age 12 to 25 with a substance use disorder. And we also support young people um, have that comorbidity, which means is they may have underlying mental health issues. Um, so therefore, we, we're supporting them in a way of providing therapeutic um therapy around one-on-one counselling but at the same time we also support um, parents so one of my other roles is I actually coordinate all the groups for parents so that they feel well supported and so they can respond better to their young people's um, drug and alcohol use. Yeah right I, um, I'm very aware of ESTEC and I know that the support that it gives both to the young people and to and to parents and comorbidity is just such a big thing that um, it's it's so important to address so yeah thank you for that. <clears throat> um, what are some of the signs that parents and carers should be aware of that their teen might be experimenting or using drugs? Yeah, Madeline, this is actually quite a tricky question. Um, I, I wish I could just give you a simple list of the things, but however, um, given that, I guess one of the things when it comes to drug and alcohol, we often see parents get quite nervous around drug and alcohol to begin with, yeah. given that uh, um, there is still quite a big stigma around drug and alcohol use in the community. And um, so I guess my suggestion, Estec's position on this is don't jump into conclusion just slow down a little bit, have a look um, in terms of uh, when it comes to young people's drug and alcohol use, it varies from one degree to another. Um, given that it is around adolescent um, development for the young people, they they often might find uh, quite curious of wanting to try things, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna lead into um, a heavy use. So I guess one of the things is just knowing yourself a little bit of not jumping to conclusion because that might that may look very different for the young person 
Yeah, no, I, I wholly agree because it's it's quite a stressful time and it's a shock and all those sorts of things. So immediately you can think the worst, <laughs> which is which is, you know, parents kind of have to go there in order to to get their um their safety goal on. So yeah, no, jump don't jump to conclusions. Okay, so so can you suggest ways then that parents and carers can approach their teen about drug and alcohol use? Yeah, uh one of the things perhaps the best way to do this we we see as more around before you approach to the young person is to have a look at what's your position on the drug and alcohol use um for example one parent might feel totally okay around alcohol use but at the same time stats actually shows alcohol use is one of the highest um percentage of use substance used in australia and australians has quite a uh, relaxed approach to alcohol use but at the same time if you have a look at the accidents and uh, problematic behaviors stems from the alcohol use is quite high consistently in the um, research shows alcohol is one of the highest but at the same time you might also have an, um, a different belief around cannabis use so you might feel no that's a no-go zone so therefore it's to first orientate yourself around how do you feel about drug use? Do you have certain bias um, around which type of substance you feel okay with and not okay with it? And um, if you're coming from a place where you are um, co-parenting with your partner, it's not strength, uh, it's not surprising to see sometimes even um, when it comes to this time, parents might also have different ideas around what is okay, what's not. Because you might have one parent um, feel it's totally okay to, to experiment cannabis use, but whereas the other parent might never had any exposure to any of the um, drug use and feel it's not all right. So before you approach the young person, our stance is like, let's just step back a little bit first. Know yourself a little bit um, around how you feel about substance use. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, that is a, a great way to look because I don't think that people actually take the time, take the breath. It's kind of like the ethical decision-making model. Look at all the stakeholders, look at what's going on. And, and us as parents are one of the stakeholders in that. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's really, really good information. Um, <clears throat> so if a parent or carer is concerned about their teen using drugs, they can contact a drug and alcohol counsellor for information and strategies. Can you suggest, suggest ways parents can encourage their teens to seek counselling? Yeah, and, and that goes back to a little bit of knowing yourself first as well. You probably will know what kind of relationship you have with your young person. Um, overall, we will say just be curious before going to the advising and uh, correcting, which that's what all of us parents, we feel like that's our job to do that, to, to correct and making sure we keep our young people on the, the correct and the right path. However, that may be very different to what your young person's feeling about substance use. And uh, we kind of uh, um, may not know everything what's going on for the young person as well. So therefore we, it is around that, go slow. Get a bit of information and around substance use and how you feel about um, drug use as well. And be curious, ask some questions. How does your young person feel 
about substance use? What's their perspective um, before we launch into any lecturing, advising? Um, often when you will see the young person perhaps just not in that place to receive that and they might just shut down and not sharing any information. So it's going slow. Again, it's going back to what would trigger you and understand about your position around substance use. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot because we can um, gather information, have the, provide the information, have it available, know what can be available when the time comes that maybe you get the opportunity to talk to them about what's going on and how they're feeling so, so that then you're not just zapping them with questions, you're actually standing back and, and listening. I, I really like that advice. Thank you. Uh, so, well, parents can find it isolating when their child's engaging in risky behaviour and you touched on the stigma before. Um, so when they're experimenting with drugs and alcohol, it's just not something that you're willing to discuss on the sideline at sport or at other, other places where you meet with parents, with your teens. Um, <clears throat> can you suggest ways to support parents that are feeling isolated and anxious? Yeah, I, and that's a... Um... It's a one that we see often around parents when it comes to drug and alcohol um, use from the young person and uh, often parents feel quite isolated. Um, the common things we hear parents say is like, how often can I bring this up with my friends? Because they're not going through the same thing. And I feel um, I'm dragging the whole atmosphere or, or other people's um, day down by discussing the same thing over and over. And uh, other times, you might have a well, very well-meaning friends may approach you in a way of just saying, just, just go tough. Why can't you just go tough? You, you need to have a control over this. These are all very well-meaning um, advice and the suggestions, but often left our parents feel very isolated because they just go, I have tried all of that, only if that works, right? So this is the part we hear a lot of our parents. So in a way of... Um, supporting our parents that's why we have our paving waste groups um which we have a close group no more than eight parents in the group and with two clinicians we go through these things with the parents and what we found in the group setting a lot of our parents coming out of at the end of the group they goes i just feel very normalized and i validated a lot of things that i was going through um my own life my own struggles and at the same time, I also learned um, how to respond in the um, more supportive way to my young person's needs. So this is why we recognize the importance of supporting parents. Um, and that is actually a way how we're supporting our young people. Because sometimes a young person might not be ready to engage in any um, interventions. Um, but having the parents know what to do and looking after themselves, remain connected to the young person, it's actually a lot of support for the young person. So that's why if you're not 100% sure, firstly is to go, do I need a bit of support for myself? And you, you can give us a call and we can walk through this with you. 
Yeah, it is really a, an absolutely fabulous organisation. And I'm aware that with the Paving Waves course, it gives you so much information. It also gives you connection with the other parents that are, are experiencing the same thing. So there's a, a, a very safe group of eight people that can then and regularly do stay in contact afterwards because we're going through all their emotions and trials and tribulations and what's working and what's not. And and as you say, the go tough sign, it, it may well work for some families, but quite regularly, it is certainly not the case. So um, as you say, well-meaning friends is, um, they're great and they're always good to have in your court, but it's really good to have people that are going through the same situation that you can share share things with. Um, okay, yeah, no, that, that's, it is really, really good and it's really community building to a way as well is is, right. is a, another feedback from that um so you've had years of experience working with young people and their families is there something that you can share that will give perspective to parents and carers regarding drug use and their teens yeah so that it is uh, going back to that part of the we fear for the worst for our young people when it comes to drug drugs what would happen that will impact my young person's study and a future um, career trajectory. So we often do go into that place of fear, the worst for the for our young people, because that has been parents' role for many years of um, looking after our young people. But at the same time, um, coming from a space of supporting parents, sometimes what we find is parents going through um, a cycle of frustration and losing hope in the process because it takes time for the young person to go through that themselves as well and um, this is the part when we say look after yourself while your young person may going through the change themselves it might take a little bit of time but if you look after yourself so you can respond better and also um, getting a bit of a support for yourself you can hold that hope for your young person there might be time your young person may not have that hope for themselves, but you can hold that hope for, for them. And we can support you as a community to hold that hope for you when you might feel a bit burnt out and frustrated. So it's very good advice. It's, um, it's, it's the time thing really, isn't it? And taking the time, it's not going to be a quick fix necessarily. You can't just jump in and find a solution and it's all going to be over so the time and the support while it's while it's processing it's that's awesome so ESSEC offers heaps of resources both for parents and for teens do you mind giving a little bit of a rundown just so that we can you know people know exactly what they can reach out to you for definitely um on our website we have a, a quick course which you can sign up and do it that will give you a a bit of a knowledge and background around the substance use and young people's um, stages of uh, um, where they perhaps where they're at around the substance use. But at the same time, we also have uh, um, on our website we have a page of um, reputable websites where you can get good quality substance information. Um, that is quite interesting like a lot of time people go on just get google google some information but it's getting some reputable information around that so you don't feel after reading something your your fear has been heightened even more 
Um, so at the same time, we actually having um, we'll be having a family of parents prepared program coming up in September. So that one is very much just a quick webinar, one and a half hours um, overall um, information around young people's substance use and how you can respond um, to young people's use or mental health part of things. So if you're not 100% sure about our paving waste groups, or if you feel like I can't commit myself at this point to do the six weeks program, Parents prepared might be a good way of just test out, test us out, see if you like what we're offering. And if after the um, the webinar and you feel, okay, this has been helpful and, and I want to find out a bit more, you don't need a referral. Just pick up the phone and give us a call. And um, all of our services are for free. So we're happy to um, support you over the phone or, or make a, a appointment you can come in and speak to one of us okay so that's awesome for the parents i mean it is absolutely awesome and it's great that people can actually just go online and they can do the self-paced course which does give crucial information about what's going on so they can sort of arm themselves before they they go out and, and try any of the programs it's it's really really good information on there i highly recommend that um, and so you also support the teenagers as well, don't you? So how, how what do you offer to teenage support? Yeah, so if a young person want to come and see us, they don't need any referral letter from anyone. But however, if you wanted to um, refer even for other um, healthcare uh, professionals, they can just give us a call and we can send them a referral form. That's not a problem, but you're welcome to pick up the phone. Same process, the young person, will actually pick up the phone and give us a call because we're actually, by doing that, we're acknowledging this is a young person's process. And that shifts the responsibility and the power to the young person. Um, at the same time, they don't need Medicare. They don't need any um, payment or anything because we are just completely a free service. And um, the beauty of our services, we actually not capped in Wow. traditionally 10 sessions as long as the young person meets our criteria and they wanted to come and see us they can come and see us until they turn 25. Wow and and what sort of support do they get when they when they pick up the phone and ring you? Yeah so the the process normally it goes like this when they pick up the phone and say they want to come and see us we will set up an assessment with a young person so that they can see if we are the right service for them. And once that is being arranged and the young person feels we are the right service for them, we will book the young person in within a week. So the process is never longer than seven days. We want to make sure the young person can get into the service as soon as they are ready. Because we know how fast um, our young people can change their mind. So we want to make sure we are meeting that needs quite promptly. So therefore, from there on, it will be very much up to the young person. They can engage with, with us once a week, twice a week. It's up to them where they're at. And we work from a um, harm minimization and a client-centered approach, which it is very much focused on what the young person wants to achieve in the time they are with us. 
Wow, that, that is fabulous. And, and particularly, as you say, a young person's mind can change very quickly. So a one-week turnaround to be able to get somebody in there and have a chat. So you've got counsellors, they, they can see counsellors in there. Is that that's what's provided? That's right. That's right. right. And, the, and the services, um, we will maintain that high level high levels of uh, confidentiality and privacy for the young person, which is paramount for our young people yeah. when it comes to drug and alcohol use. And similarly, that, that will be the same for our parents as well, um, so that they feel their privacy is being protected in the community. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing to have a service like this that is free, that's not needing of referrals, that is just an ongoing support. So it's, I just, absolutely encourage people to reach out it's a brilliant brilliant organization yeah um, because, we, because we see we want to remove the barriers for people to access service especially when it comes to um the mental health and the comorbid with the drug and alcohol use we want to make the process as streamlined as easy as possible for our young people and families well yeah no it's it's awesome um Okay, so we've covered a lot. Is there anything that I've missed? Is there anything that you'd like to add? Our message is the same for our parents. Look after yourself so you can support your young people. So if you're not sure, feel free to give us a call and see how we can support you around this. Oh, Vivian, thank you. Thank you very much. I see and I admire the passion that you have for supporting young people and their families. And, and thank you from Epic and from me. Thank you. Thank you, Madeline. Thanks for listening. A transcript of this conversation can be found on the EPIC website at www.empoweringparentsincrisis.com. If you have any questions or suggestions, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us via the links on the website or Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Thank you to Westfund Health Insurance for funding this podcast series. Mm -hmm.